My favorite movie growing up was Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah, close enough. Uh, Africa. Scared Stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I was allowed to see him go to prison, that probably would have been my favorite one. And so we said, why not have two chapters in prison? And it's a good place. to. I, I think any good story, Prison Break fucked it up. Yeah, the show. The, the show called Prison Break mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah, they said, what if in season two, it's like The Fugitive? I'm like, well, that's not, that's prison, that's, that's prison out of, broke. Yeah, that's out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we said, well, we don't want to make the same mistake as those people. So it's like, let's do another chapter in prison, which I, I like. I think it, it needs, it needs a time to marinate. So. Well, actually this chapter, I feel like it does breathe. Like it's just kind of like a way to sit down and hang out with um you know a, a, a real person quote unquote you know with stacy and yeah. actually like i don't know you you don't really get to talk to up until this point you don't really get to have like a necessarily like a real conversation with anyone besides like cal you know or yeah. something and um you know just kind of seeing someone who's also in the skirm world but is kind of a fuck up but with in also a, a good way. heart yeah know? like a just the lower echelon of society. Mm-hmm. And I think the only prisoners really ever meet is Stacy and an Australian child. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is based off of, uh, when I went to, I mean, obviously people in Australia call me a cunt too, but, mm. um, that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the combination of that Australian child was one, when it switches over in games, it, you know time zones yeah, yeah. Uh, counter-strike etc when the koreans come on or whoever <laughs> and they're like fuck you you know yeah. and you're just immediately obliterated it, by these right know. someone who's more awake than you because yeah. you're up at 4 a.m and it's noon for them it's yeah. it's weird because you know people who don't uh either work across time zones across the world or play games or something like you know they they don't realize like oh yeah there are people as you're going to bed they're waking up and it's that shift change in skirm yeah. and then it was a combination of when i first got to ireland and i stepped off the tram near the guinness factory and this eight-year-old boy was walking the other way i never met him before in my life he looked up at me stopped me and said how are you? You fucking cunt. And I go, huh? And then he just kept walking off. He didn't laugh or anything. I was like, what the fuck is this? And, and that was Warwick Davis dressed as a leprechaun. And it was uh, Boris Johnson uh, on vacation, <laughs> prime minister of. Uh, he's a lot. He's a lot more well spoken though. It'd be like a a kindly cunt, except I, he's not Irish. Yeah, except he's not. Irish. Yeah. You're a cunt, and uh, uh, I, I'm not going to go into... That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, funny kid, <laughs> Stacy, uh, shift change in skirm. I like that. You know, where yeah. it's it's night now, or morning for someone else. Right. And the, the idea is that Noel's kind of back in isolation, mm-hmm. but his home away from home, it... Because this is, this is the part, where I think, where I took over and harkened back to those days at camp, or you got dropped off somewhere, and you're just like... No one, there's no one, you know, you're alone. You're they all sad. have their routines. Yeah. Everyone's doing their thing, but you're just kind of left to wander and just like, just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And so, but also that desperation of like, I just want to go back and be on a couch. I want to, yeah, maybe home is not the most comfortable place, but by comparison, 
that's where I want to be. So like, you know, earlier he's complaining about his neck being scrunched up on a pillow and now he can't even go back to that or sorry, scrunched up in a mattress, but like, yeah, you can't even go back to that. So now it's, now you're in a dingy prison and you can't leave. Well, you also can't sleep, you know, you can't yeah. really sleep. So we, that was a fun part to write because we're making up the rules as we go along, but like the idea of frame brain or like you're stuck in your, your suit, you can't get out. You can't log out. What do dreams look like? And my, my whole thought was like your, your brain's operating on multiple synapses and it's just, it's awake, it's asleep. It doesn't really know. And so it was fun to write it in a way, which I know Rebecca had some issues with our editor where she was like, is this a dream? What's happening? And it's, it's supposed to kind of feel like that. It's yeah. this moment of, is he awake? Is he asleep? It's lucidness in a way. Right. You can't fully go to sleep. The idea there was sort of, he is experiencing a dream, but it feels more real than anything because he is kind of trapped in this, like sort of like in between. And it allowed me to really brush up on my writing skills uh-huh. and, uh, write things like, perfect breasts a few times and her perfect breasts which were also perfect it's so perfect and on his chiseled abs and rock hard member and it th- there's the, the whole subreddit of men writing women mm-hmm. which is a thing of you know the the, the like focusing on the wrong things right for romance very much from one gender's perspective of right. how lovemaking goes but also very much inspired by naked gun uh, two and a half yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. sitting up there reading the, his his throbbing purple-headed warrior yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like i was just excited to write something like that where i was hoping the prose takes a real like nose yeah. dive or improves or, yeah maybe it got better yeah like, well, now the pulitzer material comes out it was really fun to write stuff in jest or and mm. it's just like we we had very few changes on it. It was just like, I'm just going to write it bad and we'll see what happens. And I never heard a note really other no. than the editor going, you sure you want to keep this? And like, yes, it's yes, funny. This is what I want. I laughed at it, but yeah, I just, I like the idea of a nightmare. You can't really wake up from where even in your dreams, it's some weird subconscious nightmare happening. And then you wake up and you're in prison and you're like, I kind of wish I could go back to the nightmare. Well, we both deal with like sleep issues, you know, so it's Speak for yourself. Yeah. I only deal with sleep issues and, uh, but you know, like we, there's a, uh, and it comes and goes in cycles, but like, you know, there's times where you can kind of sleep all right. But then those, those, you know, stretches of weeks where you're kind of losing your mind because you just can't sleep. And the, the days blur together and you know, you uh, you're really fucking pissed off. You don't know what's real. And the playing with that, like, and it, and it applies to like when you're going in between virtual worlds or uh, in between, it applies when you're going in between the real world and a virtual world, you mm-hmm. know, like a virtually projected world. However. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in our, our real lives where like sometimes I go, did I, did that happen or was I reading about that or mm-hmm. was I do, you know, cause you're kind of split brained and yeah. this is that to the nth degree of this person who can't sleep. We now. said the nth degree so many times. I think it's time to take it up to the 10th degree. To the 12th degree, <laughs> to the whatever degree. <laughs> the 99 degrees. Yeah. Wait, is that the band? Take it to the 24 ounces. 
um, to the eight point five percent. No, this is Coors. This is like five. It's like five. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. Um, I saw a different color than a silver bullet in a train yeah. barreling through Colorado. Yeah, I'm falling over on the Rockies. Uh, you like John Denver? Yeah. Oh, he crashed into him. Oh. Or a beach. I can't remember. I thought it was in the mountain. Oh, I because his name is John Denver, I just assume he crashed. Well, he in, had a song, Rocky Mountain High, but he crashed the, a plane. Talking about, like, memories meshing together, you're like, John Denver died in Denver, Colorado. Nope. <laughs> no, that makes no, no, that no. would just be stupid. Yeah. he Him going down and go, no. He died by sunshine. We, we were talking about this earlier. Your most ironic, unwanted death would be either being killed by or in a self-driving car. Oh yeah. Because you would rather go out like uh Christian Bale's character in Ford versus Ferrari. Oh yeah. You you in a violent crash at high speed. In a experimental gas car with yeah, yeah something that I wanted to be an immediate fireball. Like right. something that's I don't want to, I mean I want it to be a, obviously a mangled wreck too, but like I want something crazy, not mm-hmm. like you know, I'm, I'm fucking, I fall asleep listening to NPR and my Tesla on the 101. And then, you know, I drive under a semi and it cuts my head off. That's fucking lame. It, because there's at the very least in the Ford versus Ferrari situation, there's the illusion of choice. There's right. the, he chose to get, or, or, or just the, the illusion of, I could have gotten out of this. I could have survived. Or like, if only I turned left instead of right with the Tesla, it's like, a zero became a one and now you're you're this wreck yeah you yeah. got in the way of what this robot was doing mm-hmm. and uh well you're dead and yeah. it keeps going yeah, yeah yeah you you are market research essentially and that's a that's a negative mark but they're gonna wipe the, your blood off the battery pack mm-hmm. and the computer and they're gonna put it in another it, it will car. be in a, a model y or yeah whatever his childlike naming uh. convention is but I forgot where we were going with this. <laughs> uh, I think it was lucid sleeping. <laughs> right. Somehow we got into the preferred way I'd like to die, which. Well, just. I don't know where I was going with that. It was something to do with dreaming and dying and how we die in our sleep or like. But I, I just your nightmare is. No control of your death. Right. Like, I, I imagine you. Going down in a plane, going, well, that's not right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you'd be the guy to try to open the door, which is impossible, and jump and out. jump out right before it hits the ground. Right, and go. I got this. I did it on my terms. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and it's that way. The corner go. Well, he tried, mm-hmm. as opposed to you just laying back and letting, you know, the AI kill you. Which is like because statistically the way well if i don't die by natural causes no one gets to choose at that much. that's the reason why people die it's because it came suddenly right. you know it's not like oh yeah well he chose the right way to die mm-hmm. no 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 unless you're killing yourself or it's natural causes like you, you know chances are i'm gonna die in a way that you know it'll probably be in a humiliating you know uh a sad way that I didn't have control over just statistically is what will happen. Book signing in Dubai, self-driving car. 
Why not? Self-driving police Lamborghini. Yeah. Let's crashes just... through the fucking window and cuts my head off. <laughs> let's just give it a try. We'll see. Or you didn't even know it was self-driving. You get in and go, all right. oh, God damn. And then it just runs a red light. Some Saudi prince. Or drives into the ocean and locks the doors <laughs> as I'm, like, drowning. <laughs> so I was playing Enya. Yeah. So it combines both of my fears. <laughs> but it's the illusion. Yeah. We want to believe we can control our fate in some way, shape, or form, even though the world's chaos. And something's going to fall on you, probably. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it goes. Statistically, you'll probably die of old age or heart disease. Um, or if I'm lucky. If, uh, not you, specifically. I know how, I mean, you will be at something owned by the guy who owns Chili's. But, yeah, it'll be at a bar the bar at that restaurant and it will be about four hours after closing. And they go, he hasn't left. He hasn't left. He's just, I'm like city slickers. I'm just at the bar with the, I have a shot in my hand. I'm like that. And the, the waitress comes by and she goes, she taps me and I just go. And she goes, we'll get that in the morning. Yeah. yeah we'll, just let it be. Yeah. He's pickled. Is, did he close out? He's oh. good. He's fine. These are not jokes. These are just, Real life observations. Potentially. We we joke about uh, the afterlife because we're all afraid of our own mortality and morality. When Noel, um, not to keep us on track, but when Noel's face gets ripped off. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that to me is facing mortality. I mean, that's seeing mm -hmm. that's that's uh, seeing your inside exposed and that, seeing death that was i mean that was also the i have so many dreams and nightmares where sometimes i can make sense of them sometimes i'm fighting somebody sometimes someone's fighting me sometimes i'm drowning sometimes i can't throw a punch sometimes i'm locked in a weird old house sometimes i'm like experiencing a story from someone else's perspective i just have just these very lucid dreams and i've seen stuff like that where i have the fear of getting old my hair is turning gray. Um, and then also sleep paralysis. I've never experienced sleep paralysis, but that feeling of not being in control. I'm always falling asleep at the wheel in a car. Or I can't open my eyes. Right. And my hands are when I'm doing this, like I'm falling asleep. It's scary shit. And I tried to put that into the dream sequence. The dream sequences were always my favorite thing to write because it was, it was basically my dream journal, but I just took out my name and put in null and the idea of it was just kind of a mix of everything, but that freakish thing of someone pulling a hair out and then they just keep pulling more and more and more and then ripping off the skin. And then you see the thing you are underneath, which is essentially becoming your job. I mean, I, I don't want to spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's it, it was it's, it's like we have a few metaphors throughout the book where we're like, mm -hmm. this is this. It. But if you want to draw something else from it, that's totally fine. But my it'll probably be better than what we did. But yeah, that that goes back to we we were talking earlier about like when you work so much, you dream about your your job. Yeah, and kind of just showing it the disarray in which Noel's brain is at of just like obviously just because the situation he's in, but like this is sort of PTSD trauma that's left over and that he's dealing with, and then also that. I, I think that the worst kind of nightmare you can have is when something's going great and then it just ends so poorly. Sometimes when you're writing something, you, uh, 
you get so caught up in making something like clever or some like unique setup payoff that it ends up maybe getting a little too complicated and not being fun. And I think with this original chapter, and it may have been me, I was trying to push for some uh, setup payoff with with the escape that, Mm. uh, you know, we talked about it and you know, I was, I was also in a mode of like, I'd been writing things before script wise, where like you're setting something up a few episodes before or a few, whatever. And it's got to all line up in this perfect thing. But we had a chapter to do this. We could have extended it, but why, you know, but like I kept trying to, to go like, Oh, you know, well, we'll set up this thing and we'll do this with the fence and we'll do this, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually we're like, Maybe just fucking his arm, you know, like just blows off and, you know, he's got this pulse around and, you know, it's, it's, it was against Noel's very existence to have some complicated, convoluted way to get out. Like, even if it was a dumb way in his way, like it needed to be like, oh no, it's just dumb panic. You know, it's, it's him blundering through it to escape. We ended up having to go back and write that part in obviously Chekhov's arm or whatever you want to call it, just cause you have to see that sort of stuff. And that's just stuff that kind of comes in later. But I thought it was crazy that it went back to the original draft that I had started, which was Noel trying to get a new arm. <laughs> that, oh yeah. That was my, my, pro, my prologue sort of thing, but it just kind of naturally came back to that point of like, the, I said this before. I like Deslin. Um, is that his name? <laughs> Not no. Deslin's the city. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It's like, what's his name? Oh, it's like Roland from uh, Dark Tower. I I see now being you know as you're writing a writing a character, a a character that is beaten down is more interesting than someone who has all their abilities. So Noel missing an arm being at odds, you know, being sort of like crippled in this way, you can say crippled, right? Uh, being disadvantaged in this way. Yeah. It, it, it's always, you know, two steps forward, one step back sort of thing. Yeah. 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 And is like, you know, he's, he's, his whole system's unlocked. It's great. Now his arm's gone mm-hmm. and his hut's gone and all this other stuff. And it was, that's more interesting to write from a survival standpoint than someone who's got everything going right for them all the time. That, it's kind of boring to read about and write about. So it is also just to show his desperation. He's willing to rip his own arm off. And I always like the joke that when you pull your arm off, your nose hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it hurts your sinuses somehow. It's a venture brothers thing, but I don't know if you remember that. That was the $6 million man. No, he pulls his own arm off and he goes, Oh, hold on. I just, just hold on. <laughs> I'll cut that out. But, <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I totally ripped off Venture Brothers. No, I could tell. Yeah, um, but they got canceled. But we'll credit them. Uh, mm. That opens up uh, us to a lawsuit. No, uh, do you remember when? Did I, am I just imagining this, or did you not know what Nutria were when I wrote this thing? Nutria. Well, maybe still <laughs> Nutrio. What is it? Nutria, the giant rats. No, what is this? It's in the. Ch- Am I crazy? In the chapter, I, I mean, we war- talk about the rats. Yeah, the warden is shooting at Nutria. But what's or is the, as the name? Did the name change? Am I crazy? Who's Nutria? Nutria are giant like rat mole things. Uh huh. I don't think that word 
made its way in. It just became rats. I thought I said Nutria the size of rhinos. <laughs> I just thought... That's Am I it. crazy? In the last chapter, I said Nutria. And then, because the the rats come back yeah. in this chapter. I'll have to... I don't have my phone, but we'll... we'll, we'll why would to, I not say Nutria? I don't, because why that's would, what I was thinking. Why, where, where does Nutria come from? Nutria are... <laughs> We're fucking going in circles. Nutria are giant, like rat. Th- they're huge rats. Sure, yeah. they're like, but they're big. They're uh-huh. really big. You know, the size of you know. Why are they called? And why stuff. are they named after a sports drink? I don't know. Okay. I grew up. I, so I grew huh. up near this bio, and there was Nutria everywhere. And you go out at night, you see these giant rats, and that's why I, I could have sworn I used that fucking word. And, Maybe I need to I, stop drinking these. I could have just, it was maybe I saw like a typo. I was like, maybe Aaron just needs his nutria. Maybe he's got low blood sugar and he's, he's biking and he's that gel slam into it. I nutria. feel like I'm losing my gut. We'll look at, we'll look at the record after this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what the warden screams at nutria the size of, size of rhinos. Don't you fucking gaslight me. I said, I'm not gaslighting. That's, that is the, that is me just. Acting very confused, and yes, I remember you saying that because then I used the word reticulates. <laughs> right. Yeah, he says, goddamn reticulate. You and I both using our rodent language. Yes, reticulates <laughs> makes me laugh. Yes, I, it's, they're, they're so Because retic- it looks like, it's like handling blows, like, these are the reticulates. Yeah, the reticulates, yeah. The, the nutrients are so reticulate. Yeah. But, yeah, I, you take your stories from when you grew up with some Cajun folk, I take words I learned from The Simpsons. Yeah. So. All right. So I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. I remember. I I thought you were saying null or someone refers to him as. I, I remember the word and just spouting a bunch of gibberish. And I think I saw that word and went, well, Aaron's allowed to just make up whatever he wants. I think he deserves that. He's, he's been working, earned it at this point. He's been working real hard. I get it. He, he sees himself as a Tolkien-esque author. He can just. That's nice of you to say. You can pull words from the ether and pull them down. Things like bullshit, like mithril and... Uh, <laughs> Ithril. <laughs> Ethereal. Mi- mithril. That's the the the, the bra that uh, Bobo um, Frodo wears. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. That's you. That's why I was like, oh, he's just making up words about rats or... Fuck Tolkien. Wrote it. Wow. Fuck those movies and fuck those books. You're talking about the movie Tolkien about the life of J.R.R. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's the only one I've seen. Uh, uh, I haven't seen any of The Lord of the Rings. Mm, uh, well, I slept through them on planes. That's good. And I tried reading Fellowship of the Ring. It's hard. It it, it moves and then Tom Bombadil Tom, and he's like, and now for a 30-page song. Yeah. Okay. And you just go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just know, you know, he and C.S. Lewis were just like, this is so good. I, this will not be appreciated in our time. Is I'm just imagining, so Tolkien's this brilliant writer, yeah. brilliant mind, made brilliant went, stories. Went through World War One. Went through World War One. Wrote the fucking Oxford Dictionary. Did all this stuff. Cut to 
2021, two losers in a fly-ridden house, drinking tall boys going, Tolkien sucks. <laughs> what a pussy. What a pussy Tolkien was. Like, like Mithril's a real... Tom Bombabill. Dwarfs, dwarf, whatever. <laughs> Spell it however you want. We yeah, write book gay, about... You know, book, book rhymes with Rook. <laughs> He's quite the world builder. He is. I'll say that. And... Each subsequent generation after the next one just gets dumber and worse. I'm telling you, I couldn't make it through a Lord of the Rings or a Hobbit, but that Shadows of Mordor game was pretty damn cool where Calabrimbor shows up and you get to like be an assassin in like Middle Earth. That game's a mess. It's so weird. I saw... What was the one? What was the thing they released? The... um, the three the after lord of the rings and they released it in 3d and shit oh the hobbit yeah 48 frames is the future of all cinema i watched the hobbit and that's the only lord of the rings stuff that i saw and i was stoned out of my mind and it was 48 frames a second and i was terrified because i was so stoned that as i was watching it it felt like i was in like my my chest and eyes were in the movie and it started making my heart palpitate a lot and I, I didn't feel comfortable and I was like Tolkien sucks you know <laughs> and I just I wanted to I think I left the theater early because I was panicking that wasn't his fault it was uh, G- Guillermo del Toro's fault is it is yeah I blame him and everything he's done he said I will make Crimson Peak instead of this garbage smart pretty smart but anyway I don't talk about The Hobbit yeah <laughs> All right, back to the spring. Oh man, we went off. We went off. Um, guys in a prison. <laughs> he does his escape, and he's the escape is fun. I like I like plans that don't work at all. It was it was. I remember you fixed it up a lot for me. Thank you. I had written this super long convoluted plan. It was almost like Ocean's Eleven. Oh yeah, and it, I it, was like, "What the fuck is this?" I, I it, the, the whole thing was, it was Noel thinking is more clever than he right. was. It's super complicated, and, and even currently, as it stands, who knows if it'll change by the time it actually comes out? But like, there's even sort of this ex machina of like, I stole the padlet from her. That's like, why wasn't that said? Or it's right. just, it's all in service of him saying this stuff. Stacy being upset. You're going to die. Don't do it. I've got a plan. I got this. And it's all fucked up by one guard coming in and saying, hey, the guys are here early. And you go. But and she goes, plan B. What's plan B? And then just like from I I like when just things don't go according to plan. And then it's kind of an 80s movie esque way of being like, it's almost like big trouble in little China or some kind of that, you know, those kind of misunderstanding. Yeah, Yeah, it's like fortuitous dumbness just gets you through things i we we have i have said before Noel's like uh blunt force trauma it's just he just pushes his it's way a sledgehammer in a in a sea of scalpels yeah he is uh in a in a world of soup he is a man with a fork no that's that's how liam gallagher has described his brother no noel gallagher described liam sorry they're both they both are such little pricks <laughs> fuck both of them I like I like how opinionated you are of oasis i am fuck in, that in band 2021 and fuck them they haven't been anything for 25 years who gives a shit the uk they're like the beatles if they were alive 
if you're bipolar, take some medicine. It's fine. Hmm. You know, what is there a fly on my beer? No. Oh, you're just watching me take another I'm, sip. I'm trying to Oasis. gauge how much is left in there based on the weight distribution. I'll need another soon. That's, that's a half. That's a, that's a half a tall boy. Um, this mm. is how I get around saying I've only had one beer. I think I said this is how I get around town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vespa, pick me up. Now, um, why are we talking about Noel Gallagher and, and Liam? They were poised to be the next Beatles. If the Beatles. No, but they oh, weren't. They weren't. You have similar eyebrows to a Gallagher. If you had more of a unibrow, you could be, you could sing Wonderwall. You know, I was thinking about plucking before we recorded this, mm-hmm. and then I remembered no one would watch it, so it didn't matter. <laughs> the fortress uh, payoff. Fi- finally, all the fortress fans. Oh, my Christopher Lambert fortress. <laughs> Someone was reading on. I hope they reference fortress, fortress. more. <laughs> Christopher Lambert reading this. this- this reminds me of a movie. They remember I was in that movie. I wasn't just Raiden, and I wasn't just the Highlander. <laughs> Can you do more of a Scottish? <laughs> I know you're already cast in the movie, but just a little anything. No, this is how I talk. This is how I will talk. I will be the Scottish Highlander. It's so confusing because a Highlander is a reference to a Scottish person, but because Christopher Lambert is so... Well, where is he from? Yeah. Yeah. It's like his country has a question mark on it. We don't know what it is, but we assume a Highlander is some alien creature that sounds like a European guy who's been living in California for too long. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I would like to order the double cheeseburger. What is that? I don't. He drives, he drives a Porsche, uh-huh. but he sleeps on people's couches. Like he doesn't actually live in a place, you know, <laughs> hasn't paid rent in 25 years. Could I get $10 for gas. Oh, another, another parking ticket. Damn. He just, no, no permit. Nothing. No, no, no. He just meters all the time. He's the guy that gets on like Tinder or Bumble to meet <laughs> women. So he has a place to stay for the night. <laughs> It's a vice video about that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's Christopher Lambert. That's Fortress. That's the inspiration do, for this end scene. Do you have epics? Yeah. We should see if Highlander is on. Hey, that guy looks familiar. Then he's like, oh, is this the special edition with the World War II scenes to show how he met his secretary? <laughs> That's the only scene they added. Really? <laughs> that whole movie. There, there's a part of him sucking on some woman's chest. Like, but in oh yeah, but it's shot like Skyfall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Roger Deakins' first movie, and he's like, we can do a cool silhouette shot of you, kind of breastfeeding. I totally I, forgot about that. It's little, I remember that as a kid. He's a giver, which is what I like about him. And his mentor was. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it either. You've got Christopher Lambert. You've got Sean Connery. You've got Clancy Brown. That's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a guy with like the, his skull is trying to escape his his face. <laughs> you would see him later as a very mean uh, orderly in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. 
and then essentially a voice actor for the rest of his life. But I love me some Clancy Brown. He's he's that guy who like is he an actor or just like a really cool dude who just wandered into the wrong. They're like put him in the movie. Yeah, it's a, it's like a uh, never mind. Yeah, Patrick Warburton type. You're like, are you an actor or just this is just how you are? You're like, Ugh. what do you think? Uh, uh-huh. I didn't want to do college, so I uh... <laughs> we're just doing bad accents. I don't want to do yeah. this. Fuck. Um, this is like its own episode. Uh, it's it's the rest. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, yeah, this is the giblets. Uh, yeah, it's great. Noel jumps off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> the end. This is where we decided to end the book. The all audio recordings of this, we just said, and then Noel jumped off a cliff, and the book ends. Thank you for reading. We hope to make more. This we hope for this to be our Hunger Games. Who will be our next? Who's Katniss? ready for forty-eight more episodes of <laughs> the Trash Cast? <laughs> uh, that's it. That's a good place. That's to it. End. Yeah, that's the whole thing. 